go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. All right. Thank you, Peter. One question for you. Yeah. How do you eat your mixed nuts? I put them all in my hand like this. And I just go like all of them. I am not a picky nut eater. I am not a take one out of the thing. I take a firm (laughs) grasp of my planter's nuts and I just go like this. That, that, uh... Whoa! Is that Charles Barkley? Charles? Uh, I'm not sure. We're in the presence of one of the great nut grabbers in Super Bowl. He Ah. takes a firm grasp of nuts. I take a handful of nuts. That's what I do, Mike. Man, you do. You grasp them and you don't let go. Okay. Good Lord. We are live. And we're already off the rails. Yes, we are. Uh, that's okay. Let's stay off the Three rails. Three idiots together. That's what happens. are on the rails. PFT Live is here. And, folks, please... We've put out the word as best we could. The show is live 1 to 3 Eastern while we're in Las Vegas. It's not going to be live at 7 a.m. Eastern because that would be 4 a.m. here and it would be pointless. Please stop emailing me. I welcome your emails generally. Please stop emailing me and pointing me out that there isn't a live show. Right. We're not doing a live show at 4 a.m. All right. Good only, morning. Welcome in. Only Florio can get pissed at his audience as he starts a show. I love all of you. Oh, I love except all of you. Except when you piss me off. Except I need to see a psychologist. Right. I love all of you, except I hate you. Right. We went from nuts we to love a all nut. Of them. I mean, we nuts love all of them. to a nut over Peter, here. Okay? Peter, I have psychological issues, as he knows. And you know why I have psychological issues? Why? I am suffering from PTSD because I walked in on him in the bathroom. <laughs> No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, did. yeah. No, yeah, a right. few weeks ago. No, a few weeks Somebody ago. Somebody didn't lock the door. There, there, there's a, a sensor problem with the lights in the in the bathroom. So I was toying with the lights to come on because I did not want to sit on the toilet and then it go pitch black, which it does sometimes. Oh. So I sat there playing it. Then I forgot to lock the door. So there now I'm scrolling through my phone. I'm on the toilet. Right. I'm in a peaceful moment. Yeah, be careful with some of your phrasing. I I I sat there playing with it. Is that what you said? uh, Never mind. uh, Yeah. I hear the door open, and I'm like, oh, and I'm realizing as soon as I hear the door, I forgot to lock it, right? And Florio comes in, 
and he he does the, he freezes right he's so uncomfortable he he sees me and he's like ah! which he's is like, a normal sorry. human reaction he's like literally locked up sorry he couldn't even he couldn't even turn around and close the door because he was so like in shock but uh, yeah it's now we're know, best buddies it's a normal reaction to <laughs> witnessing the jolly green giant sitting on the toilet <laughs> like he was Buddy the Elf at the North Pole sitting uh, on one of the tiny toilets there that's uh, what it was like <laughs> and then it happened again last night at the restaurant we saw you at strip steak yeah bathroom door single toilet not me not him not me. somebody else right you gotta lock the door you gotta uh, lock the door and i guess i could knock but how can you even hear if somebody says whether well, it's, it's easy isn't that the first thing you do when you go into a public restaurant yeah, is usually. lock the door oh, definitely says yeah. 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 anyway we have been all over the map yeah, that's a good yeah. we've Sometimes gotten the, flush the program started bit. so uh peter king is here with us for the opening segment of pft live and uh, they had the opening night last night you were there big takeaways there. two takeaways number one you know, Brock Purdy is like Placido Domingo. He's Mr. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's like, I've been here. I'm not blown away by this. I'm, you know, whatever. Ask me whatever you want. Ask me about Taylor Swift. Ask me about whatever. And, you know, when I rode to work last week with Kyle Shanahan, one of the things that he said is that this guy is beyond unflappable. Right. You know, he just doesn't care about all that stuff. But the other thing I thought was interesting is Patrick Mahomes saying he was going to play football till he's 94. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, you know, there has never been a football player, by the way, who in his first six years of playing in the NFL reaches the conference championship game six times yeah. and the Super Bowl four times. Right. Never happened right. before. Right. And the fact is, if Andy Reid stays, and by the way, I believe he will stay. He will stay, right? If Andy Reid stays, what is going to stop him? Jim Harbaugh, maybe. You know, at, at, but but they are Sean Payton, maybe. But I look at this and I say, this is starting to feel a little bit patriot-ish. Yeah, it is because That's what we've been because a little. because right. They weren't that good this year. That's right. And it's still like and the here Patriots, they here they are, right? There's yes. a lot of years like that with the Patriots. Yeah. We kicked on this yesterday a little bit because they've gone into, I, I call it Patriot or Brady mode. Stop worrying about what we look like to win the game, what the stats yeah. look like. We just got to do whatever we got to do to win the game. History will remember you kindly if you remember the game. No one's going to go back, you know, except a psycho like me every now and then. Go, well, actually, in that game, he didn't play that great. At the end of the day, we're all going to go, hey, Mahomes beat Lamar in Baltimore. It was a big win. Right, we're not going to go back and go. Oh, it was the running game and the defense. They're just playing win football, and that's where, yeah. to me, they they turned a switch instead of all these years of we're going to be in the shotgun, we're going to be sexy, yeah. we're going to throw the ball over the place. They finally accepted who they are, and I, I agree with you, Peter. It does feel very. It's it, it it it's what when I talk to people around football right now, I've had some defensive coordinators over the last two weeks say kind of the same thing. It's a lot like Brady. It's a different way, and they're doing it. But it just feels like big games, big but moments. You can't trick them, and you can't win those plays, and that's where he's special. The one, the, the one other thing I would add about this yeah. that I find really, really interesting. Right. I mean, Mike and I have talked about this on the show, that I went to Germany this year, and I interviewed Mahomes on the field after right. the game for James NBC. Dolphins, right. Yeah. And Mahomes, during the course of the thing, because I said something like, hey, you worried about your offense? He said, no, we're going to get this right. We will get this right, I promise you. So afterwards, 
I'm in the locker room. It's a little soccer team locker room. It's a microscopic Not made for Chris room. Jones and no, people like that, No, it was that, not right? made for Chris Jones, yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, and we were in Frankfurt, Germany, and I went over to Mahomes and gave him a little fist bump and said, hey, thanks a lot for doing this. Really appreciate it. And he goes, hey, I meant what I said. We will get this right. It's I crazy. I promise you. And Chris, honestly, it really does remind me of Brady. Yeah. His yeah. single-mindedness right, right. and all that. Right. They're much different players. Yes, right. But they have the same ethos. I think so. I, I yeah. agree with you there. And you think about late in the regular season. Yeah. They had that Bills game where he blew a gasket after Darius Tony lined up offside. Then right. the next week they beat the Patriots in New England but still had the issues with the drops. And I yeah. talked to him after right. the game and I said – what specifically are these guys going to do to stop dropping? And it's not, you know, I tried to get him to go past the cliches. And it's all about reps. It's putting in time. It's getting the jugs machine. It's catching passes from all the quarterbacks, just more and more and more, and just having the confidence that at the appropriate time, you'll get it done. And since then, at the appropriate time, they've gotten it done. Yes, they laid the egg on Christmas Day when they bottomed out against the Raiders. But against the Bengals, that's kind of when they started to find their groove. They got lucky that they faced the Dolphins in a deep freeze, and it was easy to kind of overpower them. But by the time they were ready to go to Buffalo, it clicked. Baltimore clicked. I mean, grand scheme of things, they haven't done much to get to where they are. Right. Right. But it's two big wins on the road against better teams or teams that were playing better at the time. But, yeah, they're able to pull it together. And when you have Mahomes at that point in his career where he has that kind of authority in the locker room, he has the understanding of everything that's happened on the field, he can make anything happen that he needs to make happen, and his confidence in guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling is paying off because he's actually catching the ball. Right. That's what's making it all come together. Agreed. And, he got, and to your point with the Brady stuff, I think he's gotten to a point <clears throat> where the other team and coaches are like, oh, the game's close. It's hard to beat Mahomes in that game. He's got him. I hear these psychological things from, like I said, a number of people to where that's when you know you've hit another level. That to me was like Peyton in his prime, right? It was like inevitable. Oh, here goes the sheriff. It's a big drive. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. we can do. It just, he's yeah. going to go down the field. Brady, it's a big drive. Mahomes, it feels the same way. Almost inevitable in those close games. I want to ask you this because I know you're a great historian, right? I don't remember a team ever quite doing it like this, where it's been like B-minus football all year, and then they just go, we're going to turn it on and become an A-plus team, right, in the playoffs. Like, do you remember a team to that capacity, right? Like, I don't even think the Patriots were ever this sloppy during the regular season, right? They might have not been the best team. They might have been second or third, but they got to the AFC Championship how game. About, how about the, the Gi- 88 Niners is the only team that came to my mind. But wait a minute. What about, yeah. what about the Giants team Ooh. that beat the 18-0 Patriots? I, I hear you. Because, because just right. remember, right. that year, yeah. you know, they, they were 9-7. and seven. Right. And if you go back and look at some of their losses that year, I wish I had the scores in front of me. I can get to it. They lost a couple of games that were head scratching. Right, right. And they lost a couple of head scratcher games. Wasn't that the year that, like, they got blown out at home by the Vikings and Eli threw like three or four interceptions. Was that the same year? Was that yeah, 07? Yeah, three pick sixes. Yeah. 41 yep. to 17. Yeah. There it yeah. is. Yeah. Right there. You know, yep. lost the Cowboys at home handily 31 to, to 20. You yep. know, started the season out 0 and 2. And they were 10 and 6, excuse me, not 9 and 7. The, the next Super Bowl. Look at the points was... they gave up. I remember that now. They yeah. gave up 80 points 
combined in the first two weeks of the yeah, regular incredible. season. Yeah, rebounded right. and won the So that's a good right. call by you. That's a good yeah. one there. But, but, but I would just say one thing. Right. That may be a little bit of the difference. At the end of that year, right. Steve Spagnolo had his mojo. Oh, no doubt. He was unbelievable yes. in, that, in that Super that Bowl. That whole run. In, the, in that championship run. Right. But especially in the Super Bowl because, like, Kewaukee Mitchell or, or just a bunch of guys. Yeah, Kavika who, Mitchell. Kavika yeah, Mitchell. Right, sorry. Right. Yep. Kavika Mitchell. They, they, they had just a bunch of guys. Now, they also had Strahan. I think that was the last they game had of Tuck. his career. Yeah, they did yeah, Ocean Minora. Yeah. They had some talent there, but they also had people make plays in that game and down the stretch. Yes. And I have always really admired, and, and, and look, without O'Menehue in this game, everybody's saying, oh, boy, that's a big loss. And it is a loss. However, Steve Spagnolo just figures the stuff out. He does. Continues. We, we hit on it yesterday. That's what's impressive about him. Continues to evolve, thinks outside the box, and we'll take some tactical chances that we know to beat the great offenses in football, yeah. to beat Brady and crack that code. you got to do some things where, wait, I haven't seen this. They didn't do this before all season long. Whoa, you're not really supposed to bring that blitz from that disguise, yeah. right? Yeah. you got to do some yeah. things where it's like the quarterback didn't see it, but they took a chance and said the hell with it. It might not be so sound, right? But it's, it's playing with the mind of the quarterback. And then what that does is it makes the whole game faster, the quarterback, all of a sudden. Because now you're like, wait, did they blitz this guy? Did they blitz? Oh, and everything seems a little more hectic, even for a guy like Brady. And that's where Spags has been phenomenal. And that's what I love the most about this game, because it's the culmination of every game that's been played all year long. Yeah, everything is fair right. game. Everything is out there. You never know what's going to come back that was used before, what was used <laughs> against a defense. Remember last year, the Chiefs used that play that... The motion play, was it the play they had used against the Cardinals? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yes, they had right. used it against the Cardinals. Exactly right. Yeah. Corn right. dog. Yeah. Right. Corn dog. And just remember, there's, there's one thing, and I talked to uh, uh, Matt Nagy last night at the media event, and I recorded him for my podcast. And here's the one thing, and again, I think Kyle Shanahan is really, really smart about inventing new things and figuring new things. I get it, but... Just think of this, Mike. Andy Reid, almost every game, he comes up with a play and he figures stuff out that people haven't seen. And Chris, let's talk about the game against Buffalo in the playoffs yeah. where who knows Andy Reid better than Sean McDermott? Right. He raised him as exactly a pup right. in this game. Right. And so McDermott knows everything about Andy Reid, knows about what Kansas City is going to do. So Andy starts thinking, we got to do something here that That's Sean different. McDermott right. is not prepared for. Right. So they pull a play out that Alex Smith used to run, used to throw to Travis Kelsey. Right. They have not used it in seven years. Wow. And it is that little... Flat pass to Jason to Travis Kelsey, three yard touchdown pass. Right. The one Late on the, the left, game. almost like yeah, a little on the screen. Left. Yes, he went in, put the head down, and yes. ducked in and got in the end zone. There. Exactly right. And that play right, right there. Right. If you watch this, I went back and watched the replay of that play. And what was so interesting is that you know how when you can watch a defense and you see a bunch of heads going, yeah, 
right. you know, like this, because they weren't positive right. of how they should approach this. Yeah, right. And they scored we a touchdown. We haven't seen on this. It. We yeah. haven't seen this formation, yeah. the motion. How do we call this? So right. afterwards, afterwards, I sat with Andy in his office, and he was just so excited. Yeah. Because that play they hadn't used in seven years, right? And it worked. And that's who Andy Reid is, no doubt. And and that's what he that's what he encourages his coaches to right, do. Right. Bring me plays that nobody knows. Yeah. That they haven't seen before. So, I, I and I told Matt Nagy last night. I said, after the game Sunday, if you win. I'm going to be looking for you because you're going to tell me the few plays. What is the play or yeah. two or three right. that you pulled out of your wazoo right. that you've never <laughs> run? That you before. grabbed your planter's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you pulled out. <laughs> and so he said, "Okay." I said, "Okay." Hopefully, I'll see you Sunday. So. I think planters should probably send us a check today, uh, or at least some yeah, nuts. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, let's hear from Patrick Mahomes because, look, he's the guy who is, I believe, hyper-aware of his legacy. He's chasing Tom Brady. Here he is from last night talking about the motivation that he has to win what would be his third career Super Bowl. I think more than anything, it's I've lost the Super Bowl, and I know how bad that hurts. Um, and uh, you want to make sure you stay away from that feeling. So I think even more than ho- hoisting that trophy is when you lose it and you're in that locker room, and you feel like you were that close and you didn't get it, uh, that, that feeling is uh, I'm almost more addicted to staying away from that feeling than I am forcing the trophy. You know, it's a great point, too. You think about the despair he had to feel after they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because that was the game where he was doing everything he could. We were talking about it yesterday. Some of the crazy stuff, running around, making the throws. Guys were dropping him. It's like, I can't believe this guy with a bad toe that needed to be operated on was playing like that, but he understands there's only so many of these chances. And just think if that game had gone the different way, he'd already have three and Brady would only have six. So you got to be tormented by the loss at that level when you know you've climbed the mountain twice and you're trying to climb it seven times. Your, your goal is out there. Like for Brady, there wasn't anyone he was chasing once he got past Montana. For Mahomes, the ultimate fuel is, I know I need five more, and this is my best chance to get to number three. So I, I think you got to be careful because I sense, I sense that everyone in the media profession is just assuming several more Super Bowl appearances for Patrick Mahomes. Sure. You know, because he's been there, this is fourth time in right. six years. So everybody's saying, well, he's going to keep doing this. Just want you to remind, just want to remind you of one thing. From the first Super Bowl I ever covered. This is the 40th. First Super Bowl I ever covered. Marino. Marino, right. Marino against Montana. Yeah. And after the game, I bet 94 people said to Dan Marino, hey, Dan, don't worry, you'll be back. Right. And he never got back. Now, I'll also say that clearly Mahomes has one of the greatest offensive coaches of all time. Right. So a young you know, football team, yeah, right? and, he, and and he's got a lot. He's got Rasheed Rice, Pacheco. Right. You know, the defense. Eventually, is one of the he's going to he's going to lose this great tight end. That's but right. They'll figure it out. Yep. But I just look at this and I say, I think it's logical to suggest this. It's not logical to assume this. No, I hear you. I hear you there. Uh, uh, there's no doubt. We know how hard it is in this league. It's it's special what he's done already. I mean, it's to your point. Right, what he's done, the conference championships. I think it took Brady in year twelve to do that. Right, uh, what he's doing is remarkable. Can you sustain that? We've never seen really anything like it to this point, like that. I want to ask you because you brought up Montana Marino, 
right? And I, you've had so many of these moments with these great quarterbacks over time. <coughs> what is it like Montana, Marino, Elway, right? Troy Aikman. Tell me what's different about Patrick Mahomes compared to them. Like, or what stands out to you that's a little different in his personality or the way he is maybe compared to your times being in a closed room with those other greats? He reminds me of Brady with his approach and his, I may not win, but I'm going to kill myself trying to right. win. Yeah. And people say, oh, don't say that. Don't say that. No, no, no. Yeah. If you said to Mahomes, might have to take three years off your life, so right. you're going to die at 78 instead of 81. Right. But I'll give you this win. Sign me up. That's it. That's okay, my kind that's, of guy. That's him. That's, that's Chris Sims right there. I'll lose a spleen and yeah, lose a few yeah, years yeah. of my life because yeah. I want to beat the Carolina Panthers in week four. And you yeah. didn't even get a ring out of it. You gave up Damn. a spleen and I almost gave get, up your life and I you didn't, didn't get, get anything. You didn't get a T-shirt. I turned down $10 million before the year went out. I really screwed up that year. Let me just tell you. <laughs> but the one thing the one thing about that I think of when I think of Mahomes yeah. is that, and Kyle Shanahan said it to me, when I was riding with him the other day, he goes, Patrick Mahomes wins in so many ways. Right. He wins out of the pocket. Yeah. He wins running. Right. He wins in the as, pocket, a, as being, a quarterback. Right. Just statuesque. Right. In the pocket. Being surgical right there. Right. And, and he goes, he goes, other quarterbacks. He said, there are other quarterbacks like him in terms of how they play, the right. mobility and all that. But nobody is great at everything. Right. The way he is. Right. Right. That's that's what me, I've been what is the Yeah, difference. that's what I've been hearing it's 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 that's what I've been hearing from a lot of defensive coaches over well, the last yeah. 6 weeks. And remember like before the season, right. one of the things he said and I asked him about it after the Patriots game, he is obsessed with getting to the point where Tom Brady was in his 30s where you walk up to the line of scrimmage and there's nothing, nothing you see you haven't you. seen. Yeah. He is so anxious to get to that point. Imagine how much better he'll be when he doesn't have to improvise. Right. When he can just fire the ball to the third read because he knows where it's going to be because he went straight to the third read because he knew the first two were going to be covered yeah. based upon the look he was getting and he, he knew that the safety was going to move this way right. based on film study, based on all the other things he's seen, based on all the other times he's played that team yep. or that defensive coordinator, just all that stuff that goes into the computer and spits out the answer and it becomes – where you can't, as you get older, yeah, he you won't can be able to move the same, but he's yeah. going to be able to process, process and throw, process right. and throw, you know process what? and you, throw. You know, Mike, right. you saying that, and I don't, I, I bet Chris doesn't know this, but I remember something that Chris's dad told me when he retired. He was what thirty eight when 38, he retired, right? Yeah, and and he goes, and I said, "What's the most disappointing part of this?" Yeah. And he goes. I've just gotten to the point where I know everything. Right, right. And, but physically, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm just, I, I could, you know, he could have forced himself right. to do it. Right, Okay, but physically, I just can't answer the bell the way I used to. And he said the disappointing thing is that nothing that a defense does surprises me. I got it all figured out. And it sounds cocky, but it isn't cocky. It's not it's cocky. It's just real. It's just real. It's experience. It's reps. It's seeing it. He said to me even, you know, a few times when I was playing uh, it's along those lines where 
you know, at the end of my career, I just, I didn't really get nervous. I didn't get nervous. And I'd be like, really? And he'd be like, yeah, you know, I just, I had played enough and I felt like, oh, I knew this defensive coordinator and what they do. And there was just like, the only thing I was nervous about in the game was just, can I get hit a few times early on to get in the game? But I wasn't like, oh no, how are they going to attack us or do that? And, you know, not to say my dad's Mahomes or, or Brady, but he was pretty damn good. But the great ones, yeah. of course, have that is what we're saying here. And that's where, yeah, Mahomes, it seems like the game has gone into slow motion picture mode. And he sees every little facet of everything. You know what? You know what? This has nothing to do with anything. But yeah. I, I've never told you this. And you should know this. Okay. So I remember talking to Phil after the 85 season. You know, in, They lost in, to the Bears in the divisional yeah, playoff game. In, in, uh, in 84, right. he threw for 4,000 yards. Right. And in 85, he threw maybe, I forget, 2,900 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, maybe. I think it was whatever. over 3,000. Whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, it, but right. it, it was a lot less. Yeah. And I asked, him, I asked him something like, does that bother you at all? Right. And he goes, Peter, I don't give a bleep about my stats. He said, we're a damn good team because Joe Morris yeah. was fantastic. Right. And we, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm always impressed with players at all positions who convincingly yeah. say, I don't give a crap about my stats because I do think there are players who do oh, give a crap about their no stats. No doubt about it. Your father never cared about his stats. And I remember one time after he goes 22 for 25 in the Super Bowl, you know, saying, geez, you know, I, I forget, it was either Bavaro or McConkie. Yeah, boy, they could have caught that ball. Yeah. It would have been 23 and 25. Right. He goes, what are you, crazy? I mean, you know, I mean, this is football. You don't catch everything. You don't do it. You know, yeah. he wasn't mad it's not about a perfect it at game. all. Right. You know, yeah. It's not a perfect game. Anyway. Well, thank you. I appreciate you telling me that story. Yeah. I really do. I do. I don't always get to hear that stuff from my dad always. He's not the best at sharing all that stuff. Yeah. You know, he doesn't open up. He's old school that yeah. way. He's yeah. too busy telling you He's not to busy. kick, uh, <laughs> kick, kick wood chips in the, into, into the pool. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, right. Christopher! <laughs> Christopher! <laughs> I want to ask you one more thing. You know, I know we got a lot more here to talk about, but Super Bowl-wise, what's your... <laughs> what's your theme? Like, what's your theme of the matchup? What's the thing you're most intrigued by here? You know, is it the Mahomes legacy? Is it the Purdy it's story? Purdy. Is it it's Shanahan Purdy. getting it's off Purdy. the schneid? I don't, you know what? I, I'm i just going to say this. I think Shanahan getting off the schneid is a bunch of crap. Uh, I mean, you know, I do, you do wanna too. Know, you want to know why? Yeah, please. Okay. Yeah. So he's been in two Super Bowls. Right. Okay. He was offensive coordinator right. with that ridiculous collapse where they only had two first downs in right. the last 28 minutes. I get it, okay? But also, as he said to me the other day, saw the most surgical quarterback performance I've ever seen. Yeah, that's right. You know, with Brady. And he didn't coach the defense. Yeah, and he, he didn't coach the defense, lead. by the way. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And then, and then the, you know, the game against Kansas City, that's bothersome. That is bothersome. But also... I think he understands now, yeah. when he thinks about it now, he would not say this to me, but I'm just going to tell you what I think. Yeah. I think he understands that Garoppolo was limited. Agreed. Okay? Agreed. And Garoppolo was a nice quarterback, yeah. but he wasn't. He's not, he, he's not Brock Purdy. No, definitely I mean, not. So, 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 I, so I don't think, I, I'm not, I, I think it is in the span of 21 months, Brock Purdy has gone from being a guy who the 49ers almost didn't pick. And you know what? 
he would not be on the 49ers if they didn't pick him right. 266. Somebody else would have got him. Yes, right. because he has told yeah. Kyle Shanahan, right. I was not coming here in free agency. Yeah. So it's a good thing you picked me. Definitely. But it's that in the span of 21 months, he has done the following. He's taken his team to the conference championship game yeah. after coming off the bench cold right. against Miami and then winning <clears throat> his last whatever <clears throat> until the championship game, his next seven starts, whatever it was, six starts. Then he ruins his elbow, Yep. has elbow surgery six months to the day from opening day right. in 2023, comes back, is not perfect when he comes back, but plays well enough, and he plays well enough during the season, has some hiccups, has a bad game against Baltimore, and now he's won a championship game, and he's in the Super Bowl. This is the last pick in the draft, the last pick. The 32nd compensatory pick in 2022. The, 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 the lowest of the low. You know, as I call it, the dollar store complimentary pick, uh, co- uh, com- compensatory pick is Brock Purdy. Yeah. And here he is. Yeah. And now he's playing the great Mahomes. Right. If somehow, someway, they win this game. Yeah. It's one of the best sports stories ever. It's Warner-esque. Right. It's Warner-esque. Right. It's Brady-esque, too. I mean, when you think about it. How Brady, even though the circumstances were different, the injury that opened the door for him was in year two, not year one. And Brady didn't get a chance to play at all until that second year. He took the team with lesser overall obvious ability at that stage of his career than Purdy currently has. Let's hear from Brock Purdy from opening night on the importance of playing in Super Bowl 58. The bottom line is, like, life isn't about you. Like, that's what I believe, you know, Um, being a part of something bigger than yourself um, you know, you get wrapped up in getting all the glory and the fame and the status. It's I feel like that's a shallow life, and um, that, that can you know fade away pretty quickly. So for me, it's you know obviously yeah, we're playing the Super Bowl. I'm very honored and thankful. I want to win a championship for this organization, but more than anything, I'm you know trying to just serve my guys on this team well and, and love on them well, and the whole organization and everyone in my life. That's that's how I view it. It's one of the benefits of being drafted so low. You know, the mindset Tom Brady always had. He was always trying to prove himself, prove himself to Bill Belichick. Never wanted Bill Belichick to wake up one day and run the numbers under the salary cap and say, time to move on from this guy. And I think Purdy's going to have that ingrained in him because of the fact that he was the last guy taken in the draft. Think about it. By then, He's already got an idea of where he's going to sign as a free agent. He had yes. talked earlier this year about signing with the Vikings. Right. You already have those plans made, even though they're not supposed to be calling the play. They do. And he, he had an idea. He's going here. He's going here. He's going here. Nope, he got drafted. Last guy taken. Last guy told, you'll not go where you want to go. You'll go where they tell you to go. And then look at what's happened. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. You know, incredible by him. I think equally incredible uh, you know, like by what you're saying with, with Kyle Shanahan. It's like the stars align, like a lot like Belichick, Brady, right? Yeah, Purdy's a little different player, does it with his mind. He's a better athlete. Brady was prototypical, big-time arm, going to stand in the pocket and carve you up that way. Uh, but, yeah, I think it speaks to Purdy, like you're saying, the work ethic, the belief in himself. And then Shanahan having the vision, having the guts, 
not to worry about, you know, what things might look like or, ooh, he's Mr. Irrelevant and now we're going to keep him over Trey Lance, who was the third pick of the draft or whatever else, not doubling down on those moves and realizing, okay, I've made a mistake. Let me move on with life. We still got a lot of good things about this football team. That's where Shanahan is, is next level, too. It's, it's Belichickian in its yeah. way there of not doubling down on a mistake. Here's the, here's the one other thing that I don't think people realize enough about Brock Purdy. And, Chris, you would understand this because you played at Texas. All right? And George Kittle is the guy who originally made me think about it in this way, okay? Brock Purdy not only had 46 starts in a Power 5 conference, he had 46 starts in a Power 5 conference and maybe 30 yeah. He was the underdog right. going into the game. Sure. And imagine you're a quarterback going into Austin, Texas. Right. What is there, 100,000 people yeah, there? right. You're a quarterback going into Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah. 90,000, 100, I don't know what yeah. they are. It's upper but, 90s. But, but yeah. all of these places that you go into right. where Iowa State, you guys are the gum on the bottom of our shoe. We don't respect Iowa yeah, State. Sure. So his whole college career – for four years, right? he had to look at these games as ones, man, I better be pretty good or we don't have a chance. Yeah. So he's not used to playing what you might call an easy game. You know, who knows? Maybe they play Northern. I, I don't know who they play. But maybe they play somebody the first week of the year. But almost every game he played in college, if he's not really good, they're not good. Yeah. No, I, I think there's some value to that. Being yeah. that underdog, always going into a stadium going, wow, we're outmatched. I got to play this way today. Right? Yeah. That's where I think it translates to the NFL. And that's where, yes, he's capitalized with that. He's a damn good player. Yeah. Right? He's not a superstar. I'm not ready to throw him into that category. <laughs> but when you talk about playing the position, being able to have all the nuances of feel, knowing what the defense is going to do, understanding the coaching of Shanahan and all that and being able to understand all his rules back to like what you said with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like the offense never got to take full boom with Jimmy Garoppolo because he couldn't do some of the things or read the defenses as quickly as Purdy could. Yeah. You know, and, let and, alone he missed throws in that game down the stretch and things we know that, that certainly would have helped them too. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food service.
you know what I find really interesting about all this, too? Okay, so one of the things when I'm driving with Kyle Shanahan, we start talking about how a lot of people don't think Purdy's very good. And he just gets this look on his face. It's a combination of disgust right. and pity. Right, right. Because there's a lot of people out there who are really good both at analyzing the game and who were good players, you know, like Ryan Clark is one, and, and there's a few others <clears throat> who have really questioned Purdy. And Shanahan had it, had this great line about it. He goes, I need you to think about it this way. He goes, how many shows are there about the NFL? There's whatever there is. Yeah. There's, you know, tens, a hundred, whatever. And they're on every day. And you know what? We play one game a week. Yeah. And the other six days, you know what guys do in this business, the media business? They talk. Yeah. And they got to talk about something. And they got to have an opinion about something. And it's got to be strong. It's got to be this. And so he goes, I just, I don't think it's that odd. But he said, I would, I would just ask one question. What do you think they would say right now, today, if Bill Walsh and Joe Montana were together having a lot of success, wouldn't they say that, oh, well, you know, Montana, he can't run, he can't do this, he yeah, can't no, do it'd that. Be a similar and all he, does, all he does is win. Right. And, and he didn't finish the thought because he doesn't want to compare himself the to Walsh, Walsh right. or he doesn't want to compare right. Purdy to Montana or anything like that. But his whole point is very similar. If Bill Walsh and Joe Montana we're in this game in year two or three of Montana's career. Right. Everybody would be saying the same kind of stuff that is said about Brock Purdy. And everything is hyper-analyzed today by everyone on the outside, and we expect the people on the inside to say something, too. There have only been two quarterbacks who have beaten Patrick Mahomes in the postseason in his career, Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. Brock Purdy will try to be the third on Sunday. Here's Mahomes from last night talking about his nemesis for now in Brock Purdy. I've seen Brock play since he was in college and knew how good he was. Um, I watched him play. I watched the Big 12 a lot, so I watched him play a ton. And you, he was a winner, and he, he, he made plays happen all through his college career. And usually when you can make it happen in college, no matter what your surroundings are, um, and to turn around a program like he did in Iowa State, you, you're going to make it happen when you get your opportunity in the NFL. So I wasn't very surprised whenever he's had the success that he's had because he's a winner and he's a guy that goes out there and competes. And uh, more than I've always said, more than a football player, you've got to be someone that competes. Um, and he's one of those guys. He gets fined. You're, you're fined in these parts for saying the guy's a winner. I think they're speeding up the tape, too. He sounds higher pitched than normal from last I, I, night. He does sound a little higher pitched. I don't know if they're speeding you mean, up the you tape. Mean, but, you mean but, talking faster? Yeah. Little, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It seems faster than he normally right. talks. But it seems a little higher. He's, he's hilarious. Like He's the kind of guy where when he's like, yeah, I watch a lot of Big 12 football. Like He does. He doesn't miss anything. I mean, we see him on social media. He's watching, yeah. like, some low-level Big 12 game, and he's commenting on it on, tw- on X, and you're like, damn, Mahomes is sitting here watching this piece of crap game? Yeah, you know, he's yeah. a junkie. That's what I love about him, and yeah. that's why he's the man. 
right? He's embraced it in all capacity, and that's why he works with these guys before the draft and throws with them and does all that. It's it's kind of like what you mentioned and alluded to earlier. It's it's all in all the time, Mahomes, and it's a lot like Brady, where it's like you're gonna have to give kill yourself or have some incredible effort to, to beat beat a guy like Mahomes in this football game. Really, think about the dramatic difference between yeah. the impact of winning from Mahomes and Reed and Purdy and Shanahan. It's just another pelt on the horse, yeah. as you would say. Right. For them, yeah. for Shanahan and Purdy, it changes everything. And for Purdy, yeah. it is enormous to win a Super Bowl, to beat Mahomes in your second NFL season. It ends all the talk about anybody else ever being quarterback for the 49ers until the day Brock Purdy retires. He's the guy. Purdy and Shanahan joined at the hip into the future. They're going to have to retool the defense at some point. They're going to have to. It's, it's going to be the same thing that, that Reed and Mahomes have. Other names will come and go, but this becomes the nucleus of the engine that's going to drive this team into the future. And it could be two. They could be. It could be 49ers Chiefs getting together. I wouldn't be shocked Every if few years. two years ago, you know, two years from now. You're right. I don't, you know, the 49ers are, they're built in a way that they're going to last as well. And Shanahan and Lynch have showed, you know, they know how to draft, right? It's not just, it's, it's the people on their roster. There's a lot of mid-level, mid-round picks that are big-time players for their football team. Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. Right, exactly. George right. Kittle. Hufunga, yeah. right, who I know yeah. is hurt for this game. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of there that they've killed in the third and fourth it's round like, of the it's draft. It's like, you know, what is interesting to me about the draft with both of these teams, yeah. honestly, right? you know, just remember, Brock Purdy, 262nd pick. Isaiah Pacheco, yeah. 251st right, pick. Right. Okay, so, I mean, <clears throat> think about it. Whatever the odds are for the MVP of this game, the 251st pick of 22 and the 262nd pick have got to be both in the top five, right? Isn't Pacheco a top five MVP pick for this game? I think he's, he's he right around there. there. Okay, so, but, 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 yeah. but anyway, anyway, but the thing I was going to say about what is so interesting about the draft with these two teams, Jimmy Johnson used to always say, he said, I'm not really that sm- much smarter than anybody else, but I just give myself more chances to make mistakes. Right. Because Jimmy always believed if I've got a three, if I've got the 84th pick, right. I'd much rather have 154 exactly right I would rather have that right. because I trust myself right I know right that one of those three guys my philosophy is one of those three guys right. has a better chance than to be hitting an impact a hit jackpot on one guy than hitting a jackpot right. on number 84 right right yeah. and it, which sometimes I th- and you know Les Snead feels that way yeah with the Rams and Les Snead has done a fantastic job Brad Holmes no feels doubt. that way. No doubt. You know, Ifiatu Melifonwu yeah. is a great example right. of that. Amon Ross St. Brown sure. is a great. So I think this is a great example. These two teams with the lower picks that are playing such impact roles for their teams. Yep. This is a lesson for general managers also. It's a lesson to basically say it's why, in my opinion, 
The Chicago Bears should trade that one. Agreed. Build yes. a team is what you're saying. Build a team. Build yep. a team. Stop making it yeah. about one guy. Yeah. We've been saying yeah. it for weeks. Oh, we got the magic pill. He'll do everything for us. It's no, ridiculous. That more lottery happen. tickets. It's right. more lottery tickets. The, more yeah. guys you can draft. More guys you can develop. More guys who can become nucleus members <laughs> right. of your team right. well into the future. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just unrealistic, right? It's just it is. It's the, the magic pill, right? Is I, I'm looking at the guy right here. Mahomes is the magic pill on the bottom. Like, he yeah. didn't have a team around him 2020. No matter how great he played in that game against Bucks, they couldn't overcome it, right? Yeah. They weren't there. The tackles were hurt. Their defense was yeah. the same. They totally flipped the team over. You got to have a team, right? We grew up. I grew up. We both, all of us. Elway. Elway was like, yeah. it was Mahomes. Oh, my gosh. He can win almost every game by himself, except when he got down to the Super Bowl. Then you need a team. Yeah. And it's just too hard to. Find yeah. that magic and they that eventually got a team by violating the salary That's cap. That's the defense. Let's run they, the ball. And they did. Yeah, they did. And they did. Yeah, yeah, they lost right. like third round pick and more. I mean, that was a bit. That, yeah, that was imagine, early salary cap. Days yeah, and that like was like before there were so many of us swarming all over the right. NFL. That would have been a huge, huge story. But yeah, yeah they got busted with salary cap violations relating to the always contract, so they'd have cap space available for other players. Other player. Yeah, sure. It, it, sure. it worked. Whatever yeah, they yeah. had to give up on the back end. It worked. Yeah, they won right. two straight Super Bowls. No doubt. Who you, you we got a lean? You want to give us a pick here? I mean, uh, I mean, we're not going to get a chance to I talk can't, to you again. So I can't. I mean, I can't pick against Mahomes. Okay, I yeah. just can't do it. Right. And I, I and nothing would surprise me in this game. It was interesting. I, I I'm going to use it this week in my column. But Kyle Shanahan, we got on a riff about. I can't believe anybody would bet on these games. He said, I know, going into a game, obviously I know everything. And, right. I know this, and I know he that. still wouldn't bet on it. And I always, <laughs> always, always am surprised. Right. <clears throat> and, but anyway, in this particular game, I think that the sheer load of very good skilled players on the 49ers could win the game. Yeah, agreed. It really could win the game. Right. But... I just, and this is not, well, you know, Purdy can't carry Mahomes' jock. This isn't that at all. It's just that, you know what play really sticks out to me, Chris? It's the play where Mahomes threw the ball to Travis Kelsey at the right pylon at the goal line in Baltimore yeah. with Kyle Hamilton right. looking like Victor Wembenyama right. hanging all the over praying him. Mantis. How in the world right. did that ball get to Travis Kelsey? Yeah, I don't know, yeah. but that quarterback is pretty damn good. Yes, he and is. he made that throw. Yeah. And I just, I can't. I can't unsee it. Yeah, I hear you. It's I funny. can't unsee There it. aren't many throws that the moment it comes off the hand, you start saying, holy crap. But Look like at the how instant, insane this is. The instant that thing it's zings. Insane. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Look at that. It's four feet off the ground Look at the this. Look way. at Kyle Hamilton. It's in the perfect Look at him. spot. Look at this. It's great coverage. I mean, come on. I know. I know. He's been on his game the whole place. Do you think there's any way? Like, I brought this up to dinner last night, right? The Chiefs have been had a little fear, right? We're going to Buffalo. We're the villain. You know, Baltimore, the same thing. Baltimore's the best team in football. There's that fear of all that. You know, do you think there's any way the, 
Chiefs get caught sleeping here at the wheel by any chance and go, wow, well, we already beat Lamar and Josh Allen. Playing with their food. Playing with their food. Do you well, see, do you see wolf, any way that happens, wolf, right? Because I'm like you. Wolf. I'm a little shocked they're the underdogs. I'm going, wait, the yeah. 49ers peaked six weeks ago. They were outplayed in two playoff games. The Chiefs continue to go upwards. They just beat two really good teams on the road, and they have Mahomes, and the 49ers are favored. I keep saying that out loud going, is that true? Like, you keep saying, what is sense. wrong with this picture? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little surprised um, by that. I, 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 Chris, I would just, I just say this, that I think when I saw the line, you know what I thought? I thought it was the bookies trust Purdy to play well. Right. right. Maybe not to play a superior game, but they trust him. More than that, they love Debo. Yeah. They love Ayuk. Right. They love Kittle. Right. They love McCaffrey. Yeah. And look, you know, this is a great cast that Brock Purdy has. Definitely. And he's really, really good. Yep. I'm not that shocked about the line, although I understand. I you know, I understand it, but I I, I would probably pick Kansas City if if I were picking the game. Yeah. The great Peter King, 40 years covering the National Football Woo-hoo. League. Great contributions throughout the season on PFT Live. Peter, thanks for some of your time today. We'll be seeing you throughout the week. All right, Mike, man, thank Peter. you. Thanks, when Chris. we return, the offensive line goat, Anthony Munoz, Whoa. here on PFT Live. We'll be right back. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.